Welcome to the Woodland Heights Baptist Church Sunday Talks podcast. Sunday Talks is a weekly roundtable discussion about theological and cultural topics. For more information and show notes, visit whbcconway.org forward slash Sunday Talks. Here's your host, Pastor Larry White. Welcome to Sunday Talks. This is uh, this season we're calling Psalms for the Summer. Last week we started with Psalm 41. We're going to go through Psalm 50, Lord willing, this summer. Started this about three, four years ago now, uh, going through the Psalms in the summertime and through Sunday Talks. We're continuing this on. If you have a copy of God's Word, we would encourage you to pick it up and turn to Psalm 42. In a moment, I'll read that. We want to spend about the next 15, 20 minutes together in God's Word. And uh, one reason we're calling this Psalms for the summer is summertime is just a more relaxed time. And I think it's a great time to open up the Psalms and do a little study through that. If you were with us uh, for our last episode of this, you know we went back and talked a little bit about how the Psalms were formed and how we collect, how they were collected by the original uh, writers and by those who later on came and main, made a, a collection of Psalms. I uh, won't restate that tonight, but if you want to go back and look at that, I think that would be helpful to you. Well, Psalm 42, when you, you, as you, as in a moment I'll read the heading, but it's the beginning of book two. There are five books in the Psalms. Again, talked about that last week. But the original uh, earliest manuscripts we have are the Hebrew. Psalm 42 and 43 go together. And so normally if I were just teaching on this passage, I would do these two uh, together, so you'll have to catch next week's session to get all this in its entirety. But Psalm 43 goes very well with, with Psalm 42, but just wanted you to know that those two do go together. Let me read Psalm 42. I'm going to read the heading, uh, which again, these headings are not necessarily uh, part of the original scripture. They were added later by the editors, but they do have a special meaning to us. This heading says, To the choir master, a maskil, or a teaching of the sons of Korah. And so we begin in Psalm 42, verse 1. As a deer pants for the flowing stream, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they shall say to me all the day long, Where is your God? These things I remember. As I pour out my soul, how I long, how I would go before the throng and lead them in procession of the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. Why are you downcast, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you in the land of the Jordan and Hermon and Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep, at the roar of your waterfalls, all your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to my God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do you go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me while they say to me all the day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? 
Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. There's so much, just as I was reading that passage, again, reminded of how much is contained in these verses. And because we want to give, as best we can, equal time to each of these psalms, uh, there's a lot there that we're not going to cover tonight. I would encourage you to go back through and, and study some individual portions of this passage, even some themes that I won't address tonight. I want to really focus on the thought of joy, though, tonight, because this passage talks about uh, the writer of this psalm is discouraged. He's talking to himself, saying, I'm downcast. Why am I this way? And I want to talk to you about joy and the, and the source of our joy and why we, why we need to uh, focus on this great uh, teaching in God's Word. I've said this many times when I've talked from the Psalms and when I've talked from the book of Philippians, given this definition for joy. That joy is an attitude of the mind that flows into the heart, not based on the circumstances, but often in spite of the circumstances. I'll say that again in case you want to write that one down. Joy is an attitude of the mind that flows into the heart, not based on circumstances, but often in spite of circumstances. When you read through the Psalms, you'll find that there are Psalms like this one that are uh, sort of blues songs. They're dirges. They, they, are, they are songs of discouragement and depression and how someone feels. But at the same time, there's, this, there's also this chorus of, of hope and joy. And uh, you'll find the word joy and, and hope in the Bible. Many times you'll find the, the theme of joy in the book of Psalms. For every, uh, every two times you find it elsewhere, you'll find it a time in, in Psalms. So one-third of all the times you think about joy, you find it in the book of Psalms. And so we have a choice. And I want to just give you a word of encouragement as to, on this episode of the fact that we have a choice to make about joy. We can choose joy over despair. We can choose joy over discouragement. As a believer, we have that choice every day to make that. Uh, and I want to make it clear there's a difference between joy and happiness. Uh, you know, in our, in our uh, 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 original documents as a country, we, we've talked about we have this Declaration of Independence and we have the, we have the desire and the right and the will. We want to pursue happiness and it's good to be happy. People should be happy, should pursue that, should have the rights and privileges to do that. But as a believer, uh, happiness is something that's often based on circumstances, but joy spiritually is something that's based often in spite of the circumstances. The writers of the Psalms were going through trials, and oftentimes they had difficulties. Paul in Philippians is in prison, and yet he has joy. Joy is the fruit of the Spirit that a believer can display. It's really a choice that I'm going to choose this over, over the other things that might be going on in my life. So the, the, the writers of this were the sons of Korah. I'm not going to say a lot about that, but throughout these Psalms we're going to see this summer, beginning with chapter 42, were written by this group of men who were the uh, worship leaders in the Old Testament. And so we're going to spend some time later on this summer talking about these sons of Korah, but I'll just leave that for, for another time for the sake of time tonight. But I do want to say something about the, the subject of this psalm about the blues. This is, uh, I love the blues. I, I've got a Spotify playlist of blues guitar of just some of the, the riffs and some of the just some of the words of blues songs that just speak to me in times that I've been discouraged and certainly we don't want to stay there but this is one of those this 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 brother was discouraged he was just in despair 
And so how do the questions for us are how do I respond when I'm in this state? How do, how do I respond when people say things to me that discourage me? How do I respond when I'm in circumstances that would cause uh, me to be depressed? How do I respond to my own feelings? How do, how do I deal with these? How do I make the choice for joy? So I want to just give you three things tonight from this passage again. There's so much more here that, that I don't have time to deal with. First of all, you, you and I can choose joy in spite of what other people say. Uh, in, this, in this passage, you're going to find here at least three, three times hear him referencing just some of the things, the troubles he's going through. And, and twice it refers to things people were saying to him. In verse 3, he says that uh, people had been saying to him all day long, where is your God? He repeats that again in verse 10, that people are saying, they're taunting him. Where is your God? In in verse nine, there there uh, uh, he is. He has a sickness he feels inside. It's oppression of the enemy. And so here he is. He's persecuted. He's mocked. He's taunted. And and just to think about that, if you've ever experienced any of that, of people who have who have made fun of you, who have mocked you because of your faith, uh, because of your choice of following God, of attending church, of reading your Bible, of the stance you've taken because of your faith, then you know something about that and some of the discouragement that that has. Maybe maybe people have have mocked you for for the things that you've chosen to believe in. The Bible says in Luke chapter 6, Jesus says this in Luke 6, 22 and 23, Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy because great is your reward in heaven, for that is how the fathers treated the prophets. We read that, and I want to, I want to be cautious when I read that passage, that he's not saying that we're blessed and that we're going to receive a reward just because we're excluded and insulted. I mean, all of us have been excluded and insulted and rejected for a variety of reasons. Maybe somebody didn't like the way we looked or our or political preferences or a thousand different reasons. But Jesus didn't say we're going to be rewarded because of any of those reasons. But he said if, you are, if you're rejected and excluded and insulted because of the Son of Man, then you have reason to rejoice. That's a badge of honor. You should carry that with pride. The psalmist could, could have joy in the end because he was being insulted and rejected and taunted because of his faith in God. And so I would just encourage you that if you're dealing with that, maybe you're, you're a Christian in your workplace and you may be the only one and you make some choices sometimes and everybody else goes the other way and they uh, insult you or mock you or reject you because of that, the Bible says you should rejoice in that. that not, not that you're choosing to be different, but that you're choosing to follow Christ. Maybe you deal with that at school and taking a stand for being pure or for making a choice that nobody else is making because you want to honor the Scriptures. The Bible says we should take joy in that, and uh, we, we should c- continue on that path, and God's going to honor that. He's going to bless that. The psalmist says that in the midst of all that, that, that uh, he's being oppressed by the enemy. The psalmist had physical, earthly enemies that he was dealing with. And sometimes we do have those same enemies, but all of us as believers have a common enemy. We have the same enemy that the psalmist had, of the universal enemy of every believer is Satan himself. And uh, next week I'm going to talk more specifically about that, but he works to ridicule us. He works to undermine us, to play mind games with us, and if he can be successful in that, he will certainly rob us of joy. So we, we can choose joy in spite of what other people say. Second thing I would point out to you in this passage is that we can choose joy in spite of our circumstances. Uh, circumstances don't have to dictate your life. 
you do not have to be a product of your circumstances. Uh, just visited with a young couple today who have had some rough circumstances in their life and have could have let those circumstances dictate the continual direction of their life, but they are choosing that they're going to choose a different path for themselves because they're not going to be overcome by those those uh, those circumstances. They're not going to become a victim of their circumstances, and that's a choice we have to make. Uh, in this passage, there's a chorus that was repeated uh, twice in Psalm 42, and then once again in Psalm 43, and it's, it's found there in chap- chapter 42, verse 5, verse 11, and then uh, again in chapter 43, verse 5. I want to read it to you from the NIV version. I love that version. Uh, many songs have been written with this, with this chorus in mind. Why are you da- so downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. Joy came to this psalmist because he chose to focus on God. Not on his circumstances, not on his trouble, but he he focused on God. Out of that, he also goes back there in verse 4. He says, these things I remember. And he goes back to recall times that God had been faithful to him, times God had blessed him. He reflected on the things that God had done. Uh, There's an old hymn we used to sing, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and you'll be surprised at what the Lord has done. That's a good practice to every once in a while just stop and just think about, particularly if you've been walking with the Lord any period of time, hey, where has God been faithful? What has he done in my life? How has he been, how has he proven himself faithful? And remember the good, the good times of the past and, and, and how he's worked. And, and uh, you know, your life may be a mess right now. You may be, you may be going through some difficult times, but do you remember the times that, that you, were, you were blessed? And this passage talks about he recalls the time he went with the multitude to the house of God. Uh, some were talking about this as we had our, our time at Simon Park. About we cr- a crowd of people gathered out there for a, a really a non a non typical church type event. But Lord, certainly there was some worship going on there as we were singing and as, as the gospel was being shared. But there's just there's some joy in our church right now that I, I'm glad to get to be a part of and get to celebrate and see life change taking place. And it may be years from now I need to look back on today and say you know I remember those times. I certainly have had times in the past that when I was going through a difficult time, I'd look back on another time and say, you know, I remember that time that we were, the church was in revival or when, when I had a spiritual high in my life and those times to recall those things. And so I would just encourage you with that, that, that uh, uh, be thankful for the time maybe you're in, if you're in a spiritual high and if you're not, to recall those times of Thanksgiving of the past. And, and I would encourage you to write them down. Make, make a record of those good times and those memories and, and rejoice in those. You don't have to be a product of your circumstances. You can choose joy. Then one other thing I would share with you from this passage about, about choosing joy is that you don't have to choose, you can choose joy in spite of your feelings. Uh, I, I am sometimes such a product of my feelings, how I feel uh, in the morning. I'm not a, I'm not a morning person. I, I, I saw a sign the other day that says, uh, I'm sorry for what I said to you before I had a cup of coffee. I, I need to go buy that because sometimes I don't, I don't, I don't feel very well until I have my coffee. Sometimes we don't feel very joyful. Sometimes we don't feel uh, very, very even Christian sometimes. Sometimes our despair uh, gets the best of us. And sometimes that's because of physical things going on. In this passage in verse 10, the psalmist said, My bones ache. I'm, I'm weary. And I don't know about you, but I think most people experience this, that when we're not feeling well physically, it can impact us spiritually. 
it's it's easy to, to have a headache or have a backache or someone's just been through surgery and you're wondering why do I not want to pray more why do I not want to read my Bible well there's physical things going on those things are certainly connected sometimes we're not joyful because there's joy stealers around us uh, I would just encourage you uh, you need to be careful about this. You need to ask yourself some things. But if, if someone's robbing you of joy, step back and ask yourself why. Are they a vessel that God's using to make you better? Maybe they're asking some tough questions that need to be asked, and, and God's put them in your life for a purpose. And so don't always assume that, that, that they're, they're stealing joy from your life. But secondly, you ought to ask, there's some people that are instrument of Satan. I mean, the Bible speaks about that. And some people that, that are just joy stealers. They're robbing you of, of physical energy, spiritual energy, of other things, and you need to move on. You need to let them move on from your life. And so I would encourage you, be careful about where you're investing your time, and don't be a product of your circumstances, your feelings. Let joy prevail in your life. And I'm looking forward to next week sharing with you more about how we carry this passage out. We're going to look, we're going to look specifically at verse 11 at this chorus that uh, he sang over and over again. It's a wonderful chorus in Psalm 42 and 43. Thank you again for participating, watching, and listening to Sunday Talks. Hope you'll share it with others, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time.